Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone and welcome to Battles. I'm your host Marlon Anderson. This is a podcast all about journeys and overcoming adversity. I truly believe that every battle we face makes us stronger. And I want to hear from other people who believe that too. In this series, I'll speak to everyone from actors and entertainers, to motivational speakers, life coaches and beyond. From those in the limelight to those of extraordinary stories that haven't been heard, all journeys are important. We'll hear about battles they have overcome and battles they are still fighting, learning how we get through them and asking how they can make us who we are today. We'll also be finding out our guests' battle cry, their mantra to get them through the dark days. Battles is a podcast for everyone because everyone has battles to face. I hope you find lots of help and advice in these episodes and feel strong knowing that you can get through it too. Today's episode is a chat with Adele Marie Hartshorn. For those of you who don't know Adele, she's a life coach and public speaker whose mission is to use her knowledge, expertise and passion to inspire, motivate and support others into a life of success and self-empowerment. I've known Adele for a few years now and she's been my life guru ever since. Before we start, I do want to let you know that this episode contains references throughout to depression, anxiety and body dysmorphia. If you've been affected by these issues in the past, then please listen on with caution or skip this episode and listen to one of our others. I've put links to places where you can get support in the episode description, so please reach out if you have been affected. I'm so grateful for Adele giving up her time to talk to me about her journey. I hope you love her as much as I do. Joining me today, I have my life coach who's got me through some of the darkest times in my life and her name is Adele. Adele, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to have you on. Brilliant. <laughs> So Adele, what have you been up to today so far? Um, so it's been a really bonkers morning in the life of me, to be honest. You know, um, teaching an online yoga, restorative meditation and class this morning via Zoom. And then um, just rush, rushing here to London to get here for you. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you made it. Yeah. <laughs> Hope the yoga made you a little bit more chilled out. Do you know, I am absolutely, I'm so chilled and yoga and meditation is a must for everybody that hasn't tried it. I promise you, if you've got any kind of stress and anxiety, if you haven't done yoga and meditation, it's definitely a game changer. But you know that yourself, I right, I do Marlin? know that myself. <laughs> I learned from the very best sat in front of me. <laughs> Adele, talk to me about what you do. I mean, I know you're my life coach and you do everything. You teach me yoga. You teach me how to meditate. You're spiritually woke. You got me hypnotized. You hypnotize me every other day with, with different techniques, you know, and you're just, you're amazing. But what do you actually describe yourself as? What, what, do you, what would you say you do? So I help 
high performers to overcome anxiety, self-sabotage, negative thoughts and beliefs so that they can become more confident, more creative, more energized and more connected to who they really are. And that's one one of my areas that I work with. I also train other coaches, therapists, yoga teachers in something called Anxiety Release Method, which is a program that I designed and created, which is a combination of live coaching, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, Eastern philosophies and neuroscience. And what it does, it supports people in their mental, emotional, spiritual and physical well-being. as I really believe in these days, this time in our life, in our existence, we really need to be more balanced. We absolutely do. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot going on in the world today. um, And that's why everybody needs an Adele in their life. And I'm so excited to share your journey with all of us. So Adele, as you know, the show is all about battles, journeys that we have faced and have overcome. And I'm here with you today and I'd love you to just talk me through what kind of battles you've faced personally. So I talk a lot about uh, my journey with self-development that I found really as a young adult in my early 20s because I desperately lacked inner confidence. I was really loud and um, vivacious and outgoing, yet I really lacked self-confidence and inner belief. And the thing is, my journey really started so much earlier than when I was in my 20s. When I was 10 years old, my mum was the third woman in the country to have what was then stomach stapled. She massively struggled with her weight. Now, my first book was called Permanent Weight Loss. And I really understood from a kid that actually weight loss was nothing about food and drink. It came from something so much deeper. It was about your mental and emotional wellness. And so I really understood that as a, as a small child watching my mum go through her struggles. And even though I understood it, I really couldn't articulate it until later on in my journey. Um, so seeing my mum go through all of that trauma as a young person was life-changing it actually I I honestly used to think that God had put me on the wrong family I was like okay what do you mean when you say that were you and your mum completely different yeah I I remember if you'd have been with me in May of 86 you would have found me with this these crazy pigtails and this I was just curious and I wanted to know absolutely everything about everything and as I looked up in front of me with the sunshine glaring in the window of the pub where I used to live in my mum was there and I could see a silhouette and she just had the fridge door open and I remember her turning to me and saying oh Aradell weight is going to be the bane of your life I do feel sorry for you I honestly feel sorry for you it's such a struggle it really is And in that moment, I mean, have you ever had a moment in your life where you made a decision which would actually change the course of your life? Because in that moment, I remember standing there in that as that child in that child's body and committing to myself, I will never be like my mom. And not that I don't absolutely love my mom, but. I just knew that I couldn't put myself through that. So was your mum's health affecting you as well? Witnessing that as a child, that is childhood trauma in itself. 
I mean, what was your mum's health like and how did you deal with it she, when you were such a young child? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So her, she was always on some kind of diet, Cambridge diets, you know, Weight Watchers, whatever it was back then, the starvation diet. <laughs> and yeah, I know, I know is, about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was just, it's not, it's about self-hatred, that is. It's, it's not, it's about unacceptance of yourself. So... Whilst I made the decision to not be like her, of course, then the subconscious learning of that behavior was obviously then passed on to me as we do. You know, we learn from our parents. And and so um, whilst I made the decision to not be like her, I was also very much like her in the lack of self-belief and the, the inner turmoil and the inner conflict. So it took me a long time to reconcile that. And I've been on a, uh, a journey ever since. And I always use the, I always say, you know, we're never there. You know, I know, I think that you'll agree with me that you, yeah. that you think you've overcome something and then something else comes so up. <laughs> with when you were growing up, was your mum ever ill from a result of being overweight? Did you, did you ever witness anything that kind of impacted yeah absolutely I mean when she was in hospital her her weight loss operation what was she in hospital for she she chose to have gastric stapling she chose to have that absolutely so if you think about that that was really like it's not like a gastric band like nowadays I mean we're going back 30 odd years here so that's not safe at all absolutely if they were stapling her stomach up which if you think about how dramatic that is for somebody to go through because their then desire to lose weight is you know the pain of being that size will overcome the pain of going through all of that traumatic um, surgery and how old were you at this point 10 10 years so, old so yeah so um she got rushed from the private hospital back up in manchester into um the main hospital in manchester where she spent 3 months then and i remember not seeing her for a few weeks because she'd been in uh, you know intensive care she'd been really poorly and me seeing her and she'd literally lost half of her body weight because she'd been so poorly, ironically. And then um, she couldn't eat anything for a long time after that. And I used to hear her being sick and because she, her stomach couldn't take anything. And she was she lost her strength. And yeah, of course, she lost the weight. But really, yeah, that was a lot for her to go through and... For me to to watch that, it was it was upsetting as a kid because you don't want your parents to go through that kind of stuff. You don't want to see it, your parents being poorly. You mentioned she almost died. Yeah, at one point. because of talk the surgery. Me, talk me through that. What did you know at the time that was happening? Did did you find out after? Well, it was bizarre because I was at brownie camp and I remember back in those days there wasn't a mobile phone, right? <laughs> so every day my brownie camp leader would would um, take me to the local phone box and I used to have to phone the pub where I lived to see how my mum was because she was so poorly. Um, and so, yeah, that I remember those trips in the car to um, to that phone box. And it's something that's really stuck with me. And of course, wow. you know, I've done loads of self-development. And so it's not 
going back in my past is not something that I really do, as yeah. we've talked about before. Your past is your past and we can learn from it, but there's no point keep going over it and over and over it. That's not something in terms of therapy that I really believe in or a massive advocate of. Yeah. Once you've understood it, then it's time to move on and, and make sense. Well, yeah, once you've made sense of it, let it go and, and use the tools and the skills and the techniques that you learn from that trauma to drive you forwards. You see, when I was younger, I had um, my mum entered me into beauty pageants constantly. Food was always an issue around me. She wanted me to be healthy. And that imposed the opposite effect on me and my mental state. I then saw food as the enemy and I wanted to starve myself of everything. So witnessing that and having that growing up for me, that impacted all my teenager years. I became bulimic. I suffered with eating disorders, binge eating, and it consumed a lot of my life, which I will never, ever get back. Now, for you witnessing this and your mum going through a battle with her weight and her eating, you are now like you're you're so healthy. You do yoga, you meditate. What have you done to make sure that you haven't ended up in your mum's footsteps? What have you done? Um, I think, honestly, that that moment of me making that decision when I was 10, then I turned myself vegetarian at 16, like, because I understood that um, for me, eating meat wasn't the way forward and it didn't make me feel good and it wasn't healthy and it was hurting another being. Now, I'm from a farming family in the northwest of England, so you, <laughs> wow. can, you can imagine how that went down. They were like, what are we going to do with this child? So then I remember eating cheese and onion quiche and beans for two years, oh right? And started passing out because I was just not well informed about what I was doing. So, um, yeah, my health suffered from my um, inability well not my inability my, just my lack of knowledge so then I've really studied everything that I could about nutrition be it, I've been um, I, I'm either a vegetarian or a vegan and yeah I just studied everything and I eat now to what makes me feel good you know what makes me feel alive what makes me feel energized I don't ever ever count calories that's one thing that's uh, yeah I, I am I, my, I've got too much living to do right to count but, blinking I mean, calories well, I mean still as trauma from a child do you think you've ever fully got over the fact that you have this certain relationship with food because of what your mum went through. Do you, do you do you love every part of yourself? Do you look in the mirror and and love everything, or do you criticise any parts? Because I mean, we we love to we would love to be fully healed, but that's not a human. You know, it's not it's not possible. You know, at the end of the day, we still have things to work on. But yeah, something that deep. Do you love every bit of yourself? Um, I, that's a transient thing. Really good question, <laughs> actually. <you're>, well, <laughs> thank <guys>. you. <laughs> you oh, now the yes. tables have turned from when I'm coaching you, asking oh, no. thought-provoking questions. <laughs> I knew I'd get my karma for this. <laughs> so, really, because really... I heard you say last week, you looked in the mirror and you went, "Oh, I'd probably look a bit better if I lost half, if I lost half a stone." Yeah, you so know. So I need to know why you asked me that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I my weight fluctuates like any woman. But why does it fluctuate? Because I'm not. Um, because I don't count calories, because I'm not really super disciplined. I mean, compared to a lot of people, I am disciplined. I exercise most days. Um, but I don't, if I want a bit of chocolate, I eat the bloody chocolate. You know, I, if I want to have a latte that's like an oatmeal latte, I will have an oatmeal latte. I'm going to ask you a question now. Do you think that your happiness comes from the appearance of yourself or how you feel inside within yourself? Um, and do the, do the two correlate? So when you're eating and exercising, well, you feel better? 
Like what? What? What do you think? And I got a brilliant, a brilliant question. Um, can I go back to the first question? Because you're as, as you're like because <laughs> I I if I mean I'm a lot older than you, and I, I you know I it's great. Like I'm in my forties now, and I can honestly say that I do love and accept myself for who I really am and what I bring to this life, this energy and this planet. However, yes, my body's changing and it does change now and I notice... By the way, I know you guys can't see how she looks like, but her body is <laughs> fucking insane. She has like a six pack of abs. Not she like I used to. Big but... tits. <laughs> she's blonde and is absolutely stunning and her skin is immense. So when Thank she says you. she's 40... Yeah, she looks amazing for her age. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, um, and I'll just teach you a little bit of content here, if that's okay. We are motivated by pain and pleasure. So the pain of me when I get to a certain weight, to, to be honest, I very, very rarely weigh myself. I know we've talked about this. But I, I, know, I know my body intimately. I know how I feel. I know it because I spend time in meditation doing an internal... Um, gaze of myself, I internally um, look at myself because I want to know if there's anything wrong on a cellular level. So yeah. this this goes, this is, you know, more than skin deep, right? It's, it's, it's soul deep. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I look at myself and I see more cellulite on my legs than I've ever had before, because I used to teach 26 aerobics classes back in the day, but, you know, in a week. Now I teach a couple of yoga classes and exercise for myself, for, for nobody else. My life is more sedentary than it ever has been before. So, yes, my body has changed. I do accept that. If I really was you know, ha inspired and motivated and in loads of pain, I'd do something about it where I'd cut all sugar out of my diet and exercise even more than what I do. But really, my my purpose is greater than what my body looks like. And I feel Amazing, better awesome. from, I put so much into my business and, and helping others to feel better than that gives me a better feeling contributing to the lives of others than any size eight dress could ever ever know, give me you know I honestly I thrive I buzz and even when I'm tired if I come out of session with a client and they're going oh my goodness I have had a massive breakthrough like it is that feeling there you can't pay any money for it you uh, you know uh, you'll just never feel you'll never feel pe like pleasure like that so, you know, I mean, we have this huge body positivity movement going on at the minute and I always advocate to my followers to be healthy and to be happy and comfortable in your own skin. I don't condone any sizes. I condone being happy with who you are. But one thing I also do know is that when I exercise with you, I do yoga with you and I eat better, my mental health is so, so much better. What, what do you have to say to that? Because I, sometimes I feel like body positivity could be an attempt at being kind of lazy and just accepting they are who they are, but they're being lazy about it and they're not feeling good in their head. And I know that I've been in a position where I've wanted to lose weight purely to feel better because I've been lethargic, lazy, slumped around during lockdown. That's how I was feeling. Yeah. What is your take on that? Oh my gosh, it is so connected. As I said before, one thing for me, because I came from an exercise background, um, there is four elements, there's four key elements and of 
our well-being and that's our mental, our emotional, our spiritual and our physical. And you might want to write that down because it's so, so important. So if our physical well-being is not aligned to our mental and emotional, we will stay stuck and we're always trying to grow and evolve as human beings. So it's really important for us to train our bodies physically because you could never be as strong. I believe, this is my belief personally, you could never be strong as you potentially could be mentally and emotionally if you are weak in, and um, frail in your body. So it's very important. And for me, if I am um, do running, if I do indoor cycling, if I do yoga, if I uh, do weight, I know, I know, I know that I will be mentally in a stronger place to help my clients and to be there for my family and my friends as well. So it's a massive, there's a massive overlap between eating well. What about those that can't exercise? Give me an example of somebody who can't exercise. Okay, so say I was in a wheelchair, I couldn't walk again. Okay, so re- again, really good question. So I, I know personally uh, wheelchair users who are really healthy and they do mental and emotional strength exercises or, okay. or coaches or inspirational people. Um, and also they're strong in their upper body and also, if you can move your eyes, you can do yoga because yoga is not just, I mean, we're in the Western Hemisphere, right? We're so obsessed about these wonderful yogic postures and it's really taken um, yoga out of context because breath control really is the path to enlightenment. Pranayama is the movement of energy through breath. And so if you can breathe that you can exercise because you can exercise your lungs, you can exercise your diaphragm, you can actually control the energy of where it goes into your body by the use of breath. So actually exercise doesn't need to be the traditional, let's go and um, lift weights in a gym. And if you are an able-bodied person, then there will be something that you can do and you can at first tolerate where after 60 days you can learn to enjoy. I promised you, I've seen it and I've I've got case studies, thousands and thousands of them. So people will often tell themselves that they can't exercise and actually, once they just commit to a 60-day um, reboot, I promise you that if you are able-bodied, there will be something that you can learn to love. Amazing. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Now, I want to just go back to um, your mum for a second. What is your relationship with her like now that you're an adult Um You've come out that side of witnessing her going through her trauma with eating. What are you both like now? Is she in awe of what you do? Like, talk to me about it. I I absolutely, I am super close to my mom. Love the bones of my mom. But still, I mean, she will (laughs) openly admit there's so much that she 
is now dealing with in her 70s. I mean, I don't think she reconciled lots of her stuff that was going on. And um, over the last 10 years, she struggled with heart conditions now. So um, she's had a heart attack. She's had stents put in her heart. She's now got angina. She, um, her heart went out of rhythm 10 years ago, which led to all of these complications. Bless her. She's still going. She's fighting fit. And yet on my, on my social media, I posted something last night and she, he replied saying, your old mum needs to lose a few pounds. And I'm like, mother, have you not learned but, anything but yet? Ser- on a serious note, how does that affect you knowing that you can't actually help her to be like you? And even though you have all this knowledge and you, you, you're so healthy and you're strong and you're fit and you're witnessing that your mum being unwell how does that make you feel it doesn't make you feel helpless in a sense um it, it used to make me really frustrated yeah, and actually uh, in my younger life i was really angry i think looking back and i was angry because why couldn't she be like me and be motivated and yeah but and, but her belief structure is very very different than mine and she will talk to herself in a different way than i will because she says i i'm too old now i can't do what you do so very, and i'm very just, negative i, I mean it, she she she's very aware of it as well so we'll joke about it and i will pull herself up but uh, you, you know her lifestyle is very different she came from a different era she's yeah. she's got a different mentality to me but she will go for walks uh, uh, and she does feel so much better when she is healthy when she um goes for walks she she lives in spain most of the time now um and so she when she gets fresh air and she's She's mindful of what she does. She knows herself that she feels better in herself. So, um, yeah, dur- during lockdown, I know that she's not got out as much. And um, if there's bad weather as well, she can't walk because the wind te- makes her angina um, come on. And so so she is a little bit restricted now, but she doesn't need to be. And, yeah, you can lead a horse to water, Marlin, is the, uh, Yeah, exactly. And this actually, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a pattern that's in all of my family. You know, all of my family, other than me, have are, are morbidly obese. Do you think it's still affecting you now, though? Um, no, I, I occasionally get frustrated, but no, no. I, I've... You've like, detached yourself from it. Not detached, but I am responsible for me. Yeah. I am not responsible for anybody else's health and well-being. And at first, and I'll tell you how I learned this. When I first went, I went to a place in um, California in my mid-20s, and I saw people curing themselves from terminal disease. I learned about juicing, going raw, being vegan, changing your thoughts, dealing with past traumas, um, oxygenating your body, and that was a life changer for me. Now, when I first came back from that, I turned myself totally vegan, totally raw. And I thought I'd got the answers to everything. I knew the way, the truth and the light. And I started to frighten people away because I thought that I knew the answers for them in their life. And people started to cross the road. I am serious. When I used to go shopping in the supermarket, people (laughs) would run down the aisle in case I saw what they were eating. Seriously. Like, and people, like my family thought I joined a cult because I was just so extreme. And I, I became very frustrating and I became paralyzed because I couldn't help everybody because not everybody sees what I saw. Not everybody felt what I felt and had that experience which changed my life. See, talking about having an experience that changes your life, you've 
you've gone through the trauma with your mum and you've you've done the opposite to what most people would do. You've looked at food and been like, no, I'm going to educate myself on this. I'm going to become healthy. I want to study nutrition. I want to exercise my mind, my body, my soul. Some people don't. They have that experience and then it becomes very negative. It becomes basically what happened to me. I had eating disorders or um, become overweight because they, they don't have that healthy relationship with food. What would you say to these people? that go the opposite way so so actually it's a it's a really great thing to bring up about the relationship with food actually it's not the relationship with food that's important and i might be contradicting lots of therapists and and other people who work in this field but i Actually, it's the relationship with yourself. I, I completely agree. This the food is just a distraction. It's a just a peripheral. It's a cover up for it's something that's going on a lot, a, lot deeper. Absolutely, your your the relationship that we have with off with food is just. It's just an object which we can project onto and project out yeah. of ourselves. It was like when I when I lost my daughter, I was drinking a lot. And I know that when I'm starting to party a lot or drink, that's that's me covering something up. That's me numbing some sort of pain that is deep within me, you know. And, and I think with food as well, my relationship with food was covering up that kind of lack of love for myself. I didn't. I was so insecure, lacked confidence. I was told I was fat all the time, and so that was my comfort. Absolutely, and it was the one thing that you could control as yeah, well, right? It's all about control. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, we're we're now in a a time in a in a era right now where teenagers especially they're out of they're not in control of anything in their lives right now and so eating and is one thing um that they can control and so eating disorders are massively on the increase self-harm is on the increase yeah. and this is something that I talk about a lot and I, you know that I'm really passionate about because of the current situation of where we're at when we're recording this yeah. um, is we, we're we losing control of so many things. And so when you lost control of whatever was going on, we, you know, you were using food to regain yeah. that control. A hundred percent. Now I'm going to ask you, what is your battle cry? What is your mantra to get you through your darkest days? So I know you've got many. Adele. Yeah, you've got only, you can only pick one. Okay, so <laughs> it's a it's a it's not a short one. It's but it's a good one. Go on. Everything is temporary. Everything is transient. Nothing is permanent. And one day will be six months from now. You are a magnificent being. You are freaking awesome. Make sure you stand in that awesomeness every single day and acknowledge yourself for the unique individual that you are. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think a lot of people benefit from that. Absolutely. Adele, thank you so much for joining me today. I mean, you've changed my life massively. You've helped me overcome so much and you've opened up doors in my mind and to things I'd never believed in before and seen and you made me understand why I've done certain things now I know that you train anxiety release method and I know that you are a life coach I mean I don't want anyone to steal you from me so Adele what have you got going on in your life at the moment 
Oh, really exciting times. I, um, with the course that I wrote and developed, it's all online. So I am training other people. So I have got that going on. And also, very exciting, but I am just about to open a retreat venue, which is a bespoke high-end retreat in Bedfordshire, which we're working on, which will be, I run workshops from. It's got a yoga studio, outdoor swimming pool. It's amazing, this, guys. This I is what that. I... This was on my vision board 10 years ago, right? So it's about to come to fruition. Manifest. But yeah, absolutely. And really, it's in my vision to um, help as many people as I possibly can to overcome anxiety, anxious thoughts and self-sabotage, which which originates from lack of self-belief through the anxiety release method. So either with my one-to-one clients in workshops, in corporates and with the coaches, the want-to-be coaches that I train. So busy girl. And how can people that need your help and need Adele in their life, how can they find you on socials? So Adele Marie Coach on Instagram. Oh, you are, you obviously very kindly share lots of my stuff. I so. do. She's always on my bloody story. <laughs> so, so Adele Marie Coach on Instagram. My website is um, adele-marie.co.uk where you can learn about the products that I've got, anxiety release method, and there's free masterclasses as well that you can do on there. I've got a YouTube channel where I have recorded tons of free meditations so honestly go on there get yourself a meditation practice do it every single day and there's loads of hints tips tools and techniques that I already share free of charge on YouTube so amazing thank you so much for joining me Adele thank you for having me it's been wonderful and thank you for allowing me to share my story oh my pleasure Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Battles. If you've been affected by anything you have heard in the show, you can find links to support services in the description. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review too. It makes all the difference. Battles is a Studio 71 production and is hosted by me, Marlon Anderson. I'll see you next time. <laughs>